Good morning, Story Savants. How's everybody doing today? I'm glad you're here. Sorry I've been gone for a week. I didn't quite get my episode out last week, but I'm back now. I'm doing pretty well. We're actually having some rain here today, it looks like, but that's okay. I like the rain. It makes me happy, especially when we're in the middle of a really hot summer. Um, I don't have much of a personal update. I've just been kind of plugging along getting my writing done, getting my course done, things like that. But today, I really want to focus on mindset. Because mindset is 90% of the game when it comes to success. And most people, when they first hear that, don't believe it. <laughs> but people who do succeed in a big way, who are entrepreneurs and um, things like that, they all know that this is true. I could give you a step-by-step -step process of exactly what to do to succeed in your writing, Understand that's not really possible because everybody's writing is different, but even if I had that and can give it to you, if your thoughts are not in alignment with where they need to be and where you want to be as a writer, it's uh, just not going to happen, guys. So stick with me. We are going to talk about the three phases of becoming a successful career author and how science proves that you can succeed. Stick with me and we're going to dive right in. Do you want to write fiction but don't know where to start? Believe me, I understand. I've stood in your shoes. I've wanted to write amazing stories and wondered if I was even on the right track. I worried and struggled for years. I know what it feels like to have no idea what you're doing. Like everything you write is cheesy and amateurish, and you'll never be good enough to sit on the shelves next to the great authors of your time or the classics. But I want you to know there's an answer for you, a way to know that the stories you're writing will resonate with readers, a way to transform from wherever you are now in your writing journey to someone who's universally hailed as talented and a skilled storyteller. Welcome to The Story Savant, the podcast with free writing advice for the aspiring storyteller. I'm going to give you every tool I know to help you become a master storyteller. Every week, I'll bring you tips on story structure, characterization, themes, heroes, villains, and more to automatically make your story resonate with your audience. Stay tuned. We're going to learn to tell amazing stories, and we're going to have a ton of fun doing it. Let's do this. Okay, so I'm going to start by telling you a story, something that happened, oh, it was probably seven or eight years ago. I was working in a small deli to put myself through school, and this was a deli that was kind of um, in the basement of a corporate building. So we were open to the public, but most of our customers just came from that building, so we knew a lot of them. We knew their names, people who came in every day, that sort of thing. And this one day, it was a slow time of day after lunch and we were getting ready to close down. And um, this one particular man who I knew because he came in a lot for lunch, um, came in and it, because it was slow, it was just kind of him and me talking at the register. And people there knew that I was putting out books, that I was a writer, and that most for the most part, they were very, very encouraging and positive about it. And this guy came in and he was asking me about it. And then he said, can people make money doing that still these days? <laughs> And I kind of had to chuckle at that. I felt like saying, do you know who JK Rowling is? <laughs> um, but at the same time, that's pretty common, not even just for writing, but for any industry. People who are not inside that industry don't really understand how you make money at that or if people make money at that. And of course, most people see the world through the lens of their own experience. So I don't know for sure, but I would guess that this guy probably didn't read much, at least not much fiction. He didn't spend a whole lot of money on books which is perfectly okay, but because of that, he couldn't imagine that anybody did, and so he didn't think that anyone could actually make money selling books. But the question I want to ask you today is whether it is possible to make money as a writer. Do people still make a good living doing that? 
The answer is a resounding yes. <laughs> and I think most people know that. There are plenty of people online who make really good money at their fiction. Now, Amazon keeps its numbers pretty close to the chest, so we don't have exact numbers on this, but they did release um, sort of an article or a general statement, I don't remember what it was, um, several months ago, six months, eight months, maybe it was more like a year, in which they said that there are plenty of people, well, plenty, that's subjective, there are people <laughs> who are making, who have become millionaires from just the royalties on their books. Now, they're not going to tell us how many that is. And, you know, because that's true, it's true of any industry, it's probably a small percentage of the people who are writing and uploading books to Amazon. But then they also told us that there are dozens, possibly in the hundreds of people who are making six figures. Think about that. The range of six figures is anywhere from $100,000 to $900,000. That's a big range. And there are probably hundreds of people who are achieving that today in this market, even with all the competition. And that doesn't even include people who aren't quite making six, six figures, but are pretty close. You know, if you're making 60, 70, 80, 90,000 a year, well, you're not starving, right? <laughs> that's a pretty good living. So with all of that in mind, that's all fact, even if we don't have exact figures. Can people still make a good living as fiction writers? Of course, it's very possible. So let's talk about the myth of the starving artist. This is something that's been really perpetuated by our, by our culture. And there are certainly people who have lived the myth of the starving artist, but I'm going to submit that that was their choice. And what it says is just that if you're going to be a creative as your uh, career choice, then you are going to have to sacrifice a lot of the you know, monetary and bodily needs in order to feed your muse and do that for a living. So it's based in the idea that people who are creatives can't actually make money. And I'm sure you could argue that there are different times and places and cultures where maybe that was true, but overall, you know, whether that was true back then or not, that's debatable. In our culture today, it is absolutely false. If you want to live as a starving artist, well, I mean, I guess if that's what you want, you can do that, but you certainly don't have to. You absolutely can make money on your writing. So the thing is that you have to get your thoughts in alignment with where you want to be. So I want you today to give yourself permission to make money as a writer. Just take a deep breath. Know that this is something you can do. If it's something you want to do, then give yourself permission to do it. But what if you say, oh, but I just don't believe that you can. I, you know, have this self-doubt and people tell me that it's not a good way to make a living you know, I'm going to need a full-time job to supplement, that sort of thing. Well, here's the thing, guys, and this is what's really great about having free agency. You can change your beliefs anytime you want to. You can wake up today and decide to change your beliefs. So give yourself permission, if that's the way you feel, to change the way you feel about money and making money as a writer. Just decide to believe something different. And do this every day. Wake up every day and tell yourself that you are making money on your writing, that you are a career author. Now, I get that, you know, I've done plenty of affirmations in my life. And the first, I don't know how many times, 20, 30 times, I kind of, I'll say it and I want to believe it, but I don't necessarily believe myself, <laughs> which is a funny thing to say. But 
we human beings, we only really le learn things, and I'm talking about deep core beliefs, two ways. The first way is through some sort of really traumatic experience, you know, something where something massive or tragic or, you know, in some way traumatic, traumatic happens to us and we learn something from that and, you know, that can change our core beliefs. Um, outside of something traumatic, <laughs> which please don't go looking for anything traumatic, right? The only other way we learn is through repetition. Saying something to ourselves over and over until we believe it. That is the only other way to learn. Like really learn it deeply so we know it in our bones or change our beliefs is through repetition every single day. So even if you don't really believe this now, start saying it to yourself every single day. And one day you'll wake up and you'll be surprised that you actually do believe it. And once you believe it, like magic, you'll start making money on your writing. So here's the thing. Things like positivity, positive thinking, the law of attraction, beliefs like that and teachings like that, they've been around for a really long time. And people always think that they're a little bit woo-woo, right? And to a certain extent, they were right. I mean, not that the beliefs were wrong, but we couldn't really prove them. We couldn't really scientifically measure them. Um, all we could do was see the results of them. So we might say something like, okay, well, these people who are really positive, believe in themselves, set goals, really go for it, they always succeed. And the people who are really doubting and, you know, come from a place of fear, they tend to fail. So we could see the results of this kind of thinking, but we couldn't measure it scientifically. Well, guess what? <laughs> in, the pa in past years, as our technology has grown, that's changed. We actually can measure this scientifically now. So I'm going to tell you, um, give, just give you an idea of how they measure this scientifically. I'm going to give you a little disclaimer. This is going to be a very dumbed down version of it. Trust me, you don't want me getting into the details of quantum physics. It's very cerebral. And I really don't have the authority to know that I would be explaining it correctly anyway. But this is the gist. So let's say some scientists are doing an experiment where they are shooting electrons into a tube or an apparatus of some kind. And by the time the electron gets to kind of, you know, a distance away down the tube, the tube splits off in two different directions. And the point of the experiment is kind of looking for the results of randomness. They want to know which direction the, the what did I say, electron? The electron is going to go. So the scientists have set it up so that they um, are not influencing the electron in any way through speed or giving it a push or polarity or anything. As much as they possibly could, they are making sure that the, um, the situation and the variables are random and then seeing what the electron chooses, right? Well, it, what, whatever data they get from that is a little bit irrelevant. I would imagine that it's probably 50-50, but the point is what they started to notice is that when the experimenter, you know, the person in the room who was recording the data, when they thought that the electron was going to head down pathway A, it usually did, like 99% of the time. And if they thought it was going to head down pathway B, it did that. So the point is, they actually can't get completely random results when you have a human being there measuring them because the human being always affects what the electron does. So they have, what they, what they call it, scientists call it, is that all matter or particles are in what they call a superposition state. So if you want to kind of get a visual of this, think of that, think of the particle sort of hovering high above 
two possible choices. Okay, it's superposition, meaning above. And while it's in that superposition, it hasn't really assumed an identity yet. It hasn't decided if it's going to be A or B, you know, or positive or negative, or you know, whatever the case may be. So when it sort of chooses one or the other and comes down out of that superposition state, it will take on the identity of either, you know, the A or B, whatever it came down as, and that will be its identity moving forward. So the point is, any creature, meaning humans, <laughs> with reasoning and logic, what we might call higher reasoning capabilities, can influence the particle and sort of decide what it's going to be, right? So once again, that's been scientifically proven. We can see that happening in action with the right tools. Most of us can't, you know, see it in our daily lives. But the point is, it has been proven that whatever you believe, you can order your universe in that way. So once again, if you want to become a career author and make money on your royalties, however much, however, whatever your dream is and what your, um, you know, destination is, you can do that. You absolutely can do that. It's been proven that you can order your universe. So does everybody who uploads a book to Amazon make a million dollars? Of course not. But most people aren't guarding their thoughts either. And the other side of that is that it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take some work. But if you have that goal in mind and you're constantly working toward it, you'll get there eventually. You will create your own reality. And once again, that is not woo-woo, not anymore. It is scientifically proven. Sorry about the weird background noises, guys. I, uh, I live next to an airbase and the jets keep flying over. So I keep having to pause. Um, kind of rainy and overcast here. You wouldn't think they'd be out today, but oh no. <laughs> Only are they out, they're kind of laying it on thick. All right, so um, this comes from these phases. They come from a book called Prosperity for Writers by Honoré Corder. I'm gonna link to that in the show notes. I would really highly recommend that everyone read it. Okay, it's, it's fantastic about the inner game of being an author, written by an author who makes good money on her books, right? So definitely go check that out. But she talks about how there's basically three phases to becoming a career author. There's the hard work phase, the work smart phase, and the full-time writer phase. The hard work phase, I would guess a lot of you are probably in that phase. It's when you decide you want to be an author and you basically just start working toward that. So you start writing books, um, you're learning your craft, you're honing it, you're you know, learning how to do the actual writing, how to craft a story, you're learning your um, grammar, stuff like that. And for the most part, you're probably still working a regular job of some kind because you're not gonna be making a whole lot of money in this phase. This is just the groundwork starting to get there but not to the point where it's paying much dividends. The work smart phase, the second phase, is definitely a step above that. This is where you have learned a lot about craft. You know, you're, you're always improving as a writer, but you kind of have the basics down now and can write, can write a decent book. You have learned tricks and tips and hacks about how to work more efficiently. So that's how to write faster, but also just kind of the basics, the groundwork for marketing and promotion. So you're starting probably to see some money coming in, not tons. You're not to the point where you can support yourself on it yet, but it's starting to work. It's starting to click. And then of course, there's the full-time writer phase. This is where you've made it. Um, the number, especially in terms of money or royalties is gonna be different for everyone, 
but you know, maybe this is where you have replaced the income from your full-time job, whatever that is. And you know, understand that this is not the end of what you could become because again, let's say you replace your income if you're making, I don't know, 70, 80, 90,000 a year, maybe you have a number that's above your income, whatever that number is for you, but that doesn't mean that's the end of your road. You can still go upward from there, right? Into six figures and beyond, be one of those authors that Amazon won't give us a figure on, right? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, guys. My take on this is as follows. I think a lot of you are in the hard work phase, and in order to get from the hard work phase to the work smart phase, I think the number one thing you have to do is hone your craft, okay? Because all the marketing in the world isn't gonna help you if you can't write a decent story, okay? Just fact. So you need to learn to write a good story, meaning it needs to be high quality, you need to flesh out your characters, you need to have the internal arc and the external arc and the world building and all of the different variables that go into a great story. And you need to be able to do that really efficiently, which means quickly, but not so quickly that you sacrifice quality, right? That is what I, what I want to help you do. I want to help you get from the hard work phase into the work smart phase. And I can teach some marketing with that too, but mostly, like I said, I think you have to focus on craft. Once you have the craft down, that's when all of the promo and the marketing will start to pay off, but you need to get the craft down first. So to that end, um, I want to announce that I'm going to be doing a boot camp at the end of next month. I don't have an exact date nailed down yet, but it'll probably be around the last week of August, somewhere around there. And the basic gist is this, it's gonna be a week long boot camp. Um, it's gonna be conducted through a Facebook group in which I will give you training to hone your craft. And let's put it this way. If you join this boot camp, it'll be one week. And by the end of that week, I'm gonna promise you that you will have your book, whatever you're currently working on or gonna work on next, um, planned out in great detail. You will know exactly what you're going to write and you will have all the depth, all of the arcs planned out, everything that you need to get that book written in 90 days or less. And I'm going to give you tips on how to get the writing done in 90 days or less. Obviously, we're not going to get the entire book written in a week. That would be great, but you're going to definitely be sacrificing quality if you try to do that. <laughs> but what I will promise you is that you will have your book completely planned out outlined in great detail and you will be you know have all the tools you need to get it done written in the next 90 days or less so if that's something you're interested in you can sign up for it's not the actual sign up for the boot camp because i'm still setting it up i just wanted to announce it but you can go to my website authorlkhill.com forward slash boot camp and just get on a list so that when it's open for signups i will email you the sign up form um, I will keep reminding you about it as it gets closer. Um, know that it, I'm charging an uh, entry fee of $15. And that's only because I want people taking this boot camp who really are ready to work, okay? Not just people who are curious or people who are doing it because it's free. Um, I really want people who go in there to be ready to up-level their writing and try to, you know, be purposeful and proactive about getting into the work smart phase. All right. So think about it this way. For 15 bucks in a week, you will have your entire book outlined and a plan to get it written in less than 90 days. That's what I'm going to give you in this boot camp. 
So if you're interested in that, once again, that's um, authorlkhill.com forward slash bootcamp. I will link to that in the show notes so that you can just click. And if you're interested, go ahead and sign up. I will keep reminding you as it gets closer. So in short, success as an author or success at anything for that matter is 90% inner game. You need to have your thoughts lined up with what you want to accomplish. And then you've got to be willing to do what is necessary to learn, put in the work, and just keep at it until you get there. Whatever you want to do, you absolutely can do it. Just got to go for it and believe that you can. All right, so that's what I have for you today. Um, I hope you guys all have a great week. And whatever you do, make sure and go write your passion. All right, and I will see you next week. Bye for now. Hi there. Before you go, if you found value in this episode, I would appreciate it so much if you could leave me a review on iTunes. Be sure to screenshot it, share it on your favorite social media platform, and tag me. Remember, only you can tell your story, and there are tons of people out there waiting to connect with it. So get out there and write the best story you can write. Remember, only you can change someone's heart with your fire-breathing dragons, your mind-blowing mysteries, your epic romances, and your intense thrillers. So be a story savant, and get out there and get that sucker written.